Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The camera. Where is it? Have you seen my booth? Welcome to Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. Welcome to the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 148. Scott's not here tonight because he is with our other brother-in-law. Up in Maine. Vacationing for the 4th of July. Trying as many beers as he possibly can. Yeah. And having the time of his life. So it's just us. You get us tonight. (laughs) (laughs) How lucky you are. (laughs) Uh, and I will preface this and say I've already been out with friends tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and coming into this, feeling very happy. And I have not. <laughs> and I've had a really rough day. <laughs> so. So lucky y'all listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you drinking? Oh, I guess we're drinking the same thing, aren't we? Uh, we're drinking a Sweetwater Costa Costa sunglass. Costa? Costa sunglasses? Costa. Costa sunglasses uh, teamed up with Sweetwater uh, out of Atlanta to create this kick plastic pilsner. So it's one of their environmentally themed beers. Mm-hmm. Hashtag and kick plastic. It's good, but honestly, it doesn't taste like a true pilsner to me because it still has the hoppiness of an uh, IPA. An IPA in it, don't you think? Yeah, but it's still got that that little bite to it, like a pilsner. I've been drinking oh. IPAs all night, and this one definitely has that bite. Uh, it's all night when did you start <laughs> no it's it's good it's Several just i think hours ago i think these guys taste buds can't get away the brewmeister's taste buds cannot get away from hops yeah uh, when they're when they're making their beers now but it's good i like it i could drink a lot of it and it's got a good what's the word i'm looking for cause cause thank you yeah the cause that proceeds are uh, along with uh matching proceeds from uh Costa are going to um, Costa. <laughs> Costa are actually going um, towards some programs, I guess, that are helping to, to get plastics out of the ocean. That's the whole idea. Yeah. What did uh, Scott say when you told him we were drinking this beer? Uh, kick plastic, what does that mean? <laughs> I think is what he said. <laughs> Oh, Scott. And I said, Scott, what rock are you hiding under? Seriously. Seriously. (laughs) As a sea turtle person, this is a big deal for me. Um, 
In fact, the person, the biologist whose uh, video went viral of the them taking the straw out of the sea turtle's nose, she's going to be the keynote speaker at our conference in February. So I'm super excited about that. So reduce, reuse, recycle. There you go. All right. So we're going to cover Fear of the Walking Dead, season five, episode five, the end of everything. Mm-hmm. And let me just say, can I, can I start? Of course. Okay. Better than the week previous, but still not was that, that great. <laughs> was that just because of the contrast of how bad Last week's was? We really tore up last week's episode. Because it really sucked ass. I don't think it was that bad. I, I do. think No, I don't think it was, it was all that bad. It was <laughs> so inconsistent. It was ridiculous. This one was a little bit better. Why? Well, I don't... That's a good question. Why was it better? I don't know. There weren't so many inconsistencies, like I was just getting ready to say. But the only thing is, like, the whole relationship between the two of them... Was written on the wall from the very beginning. You just like that there was a lesbian relationship. No, I'm just saying that it was, it was, um, it was just so predictable. But the writing was better, I think. <laughs> okay. Like there were parts where I was like, "Huh, so stupid again." Um, but the storyline of them, like, like. Al finally finally knowing what Al went through after that one night of her find going back to to investigate what happened with the one walker who had the gear on and to find out that it was a woman who knocked her out and drug her, you know, away. And then the whole mission to get fuel, like I don't that was what I didn't really understand was the mission to get fuel, why you had to climb a freaking mountain to go get that fuel. And then how did they get down from that mountain with the two cans of fuel? Because I don't think they climbed down. They actually walked down. So you had issues with the feasibility of it all. Yeah, I did. I thought I thought the episode was good. And I think um, leading into pretty much what you're saying, the chemistry between the two of them uh, yeah, probably worked a lot better than what we've seen in, in anything that they've done with the Fear of the Walking Dead. And um, you anything? Saw, like hmm? all over? Well, I mean, you kind of saw it from the very moment she knocks the helmet off that woman. Yeah, that's true. Off uh, Isabel. Yeah. That there was like, oh. Instant. Yeah, there was like an instant, whoa. Yeah, that's true. And it carried through. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I don't think it was a real big question mark and in fact the fact that she didn't kill her at the very end uh because of her own emotional state just kind of was like oh kind of answered it to what you thought was happening the entire episode anyways that they were becoming attracted to yes, each other yes exactly yeah that they yeah. there was like some sort of relationship that was building between those two and the i guess the big question mark at the end of the episode is does that mean that Al's not going to share anything that she's learned from Isabel through this. And yeah. what did we actually even learn during the episode about this mysterious group? Um, you know, I mean, we, we knew about the helicopters. We know now that they have drop sites for fuel drops. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that means that they're probably pretty organized and pretty large. Right. I would think. Um, and this is not the only helicopter that they have. Obviously. 
And there is a reclamation team that is a very bad idea to cross paths with. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, lots of lots of little tidbits that were coming out. Um, the the big thing I thought that that probably was more overshadowed in the storyline was that one tape that Al has, the bog, mm-hmm. is the end of everything. Because that was her tape that she was, I mean, she was, it was extremely important to her because she even gives it to Isabel at the very end and says, make sure that this does not, you know, that my brother's death doesn't, isn't go away in vain, that he's remembered, whatever. And it was her filming, I think it was the military fighting the reserves. The National Guard. Or National Guard mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. And they're, they're fighting each other. And that was like the end of everything. That was... The end of the world as we know it. Yeah. Like an R.E.M. song. Yes. Was it the boy or the Except bog? without like the annoying re- re- repeating of the chorus line. It's the end <laughs> of the world as we know it. Without that. <laughs> without that. Was it the boy or the bog though? I thought it was the boy number seven. Oh, maybe it was the boy number seven. Did I misread it? Maybe I misread maybe. it. Oh, the boy. Oh, that makes more sense. It was her brother, Because right? her brother. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. That makes... Sorry, I misread it, I guess. Oh, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, so it was interesting to see how Al got, like, you know, inducted into the apocalypse. Like, you know, like how well, her I mean, world fell apart. Okay. One of the big things that we keep questioning through The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead is how did it all fall apart? Right. Right? I mean, there's those missing moments when everything fell apart. Here is a moment when it's all falling apart. The military's fighting each other. Mm-hmm. They're killing each other. And that's something she finds. Is, is I mean, that's one of her snippets of history that she's saying, don't let this get lost. When she's like, if you're going to kill me, don't let this get lost. Mm-hmm. So it's very important. And I, th- I mean, I think that's where the show title comes from. Is that that was like, boom. That's like into the new world. But also... Yeah, I think in in the same concept is uh, what Isabel is talking about, that what they're building is the future, mm-hmm. and everything that these people have right now is the past. Right. So they're holding on to the past. Yeah. We don't know what that future is. Does that mean that everybody else has to die off? <laughs> I mean, does that mean, are they, I don't know, are they experimenting with people? Like, what was the ranch? Where they were like capturing the dead and like experimenting on them to try and see what's turning them or what they can do with them or whatever, mm-hmm. um, are they doing that sort of thing? And that's what they're creating the future out of. To uh, you know, I don't know. Right. So the question I had was, I mean, they're obviously like a military or para- paramilitary type of group. Oh, I thought they were pretty peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, so they're not associated with the. With the um, nuclear power plant, right? Like no, that's what we're but, to assume. They're different. They're a totally different group. But um, something's important to them about that spot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she said, uh, Isabel actually said something about uh, water filtration, right? Isn't that what she said? Yeah, that they, they were, were com- they were out looking for water purification. Is that why they were at that spot? Those the, like her and her partner that she killed. That's why they were there at that point. They were yeah. They were getting. Okay. Supplies for that. But they had a fuel drop nearby. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they probably have been there. She's obviously stuck ever since that one guy got stuck on the rod, mm-hmm. was killed and stuck on the rod. Mm-hmm. I have to say, initially I thought the reason that they had the suits with the tubes all over them was like 
some way of cooling themselves. You know, like how uh, NASCAR drivers always have like... Yeah, or NASA astronauts. Yeah. They have the circulating water within their yeah. suits and stuff like that to keep them cool and while they're wearing the black suits. I thought that was protective and doing something with that, but I guess it seems like it was just to protect them from biting them. So that walkers couldn't bite them. That was it. Well, they were pretty amazing suits. I guess. I still don't understand how it kept um, that one from biting Al, but... Well, I mean, you saw all the ridges that were in it, right? So it's basically like like having, like with any other animal, if you... So it's like ruffles? Ruffles chips? Have ridges. <laughs> <You know. laughs> yes, exactly. You can get so, more diff on your suit. No, but I mean, if you have ridges going a certain direction, it's harder for an animal to close their mouth on. Okay. And so I think it's the same concept. Because there were lots of ridges on that outfit. Yeah, I mean, it was all over. In fact, they even had, like, dimensional ridges logo. for their logo. Yeah, their triple circle logo. Uh-huh. The fact that Owl went with her instincts and left the vehicle, and she she saved herself, after, you know, before the car got destroyed with the um, rock slide. And then, but then she put the outfit on, even though she didn't want to. But then that, in the end, saved her life because mm-hmm. that one walker came up out of the dirt and could have bitten her. I think that's that was really cool to see because of her journalistic instincts. You know, like, you know, as a journalist who's in the trenches and you have to get the story. And coincidentally, in the end, that's what um, took her brother because she didn't get to see her brother, you know, go through the changes, and I, I'm assuming he was bit, is from what I'm getting. Because she said she wasn't there for the beginning or the end. So I'm assuming he was bit, but who knows. But um, she didn't get to spend time with her brother and save him. And then, um, but anyway, so her journalistic instincts to save herself and get the story and go after it at all costs, I think that was really cool to see how that kind of came to fruition with this whole story for this episode. Because we've we've seen... I understand what you're saying as far as her instincts or what led her out that one rainy night to find the guy. Yeah, exactly. Her, and her, in, her instincts were, got her out of the car. Mm-hmm. Although at that moment when she said, see, that's why I don't stay in the car, I was like, okay, well, that was coincidental. Like, yes. that, that would happen. But she said, my rule is I don't stay in the car. Right. And people tell me to stay in the car. I mean, the rock slide could have happened at any point to any section. Well, I think it was it was funny how they kind of kept it was like this repeating pattern at the start of the episode until they tried trusted each other because it was she's captured finding the guy right. Mm-hmm. That's what starts our episode, mm-hmm. and she's tasered, and then she's brought back to some place where she wakes up, and then there's dead all around her, so she escapes. And then she's being chased again by Isabel. Mm-hmm. And then Isabel kills the other dead. And then she's knocked out or something, right? Yeah. When she when she asked for the tape, and then that was when um, Al's like, uh, do you have my boot? Yeah, and she knocked her out. And she did knock her out. Okay, so she knocks her out. So it's like, and then she wakes up and she's in the car, and then she escapes from that. And then she's in the helicopter, and she gets captured again. So it was just like... <laughs> yeah, back and forth. Back yeah, it was forth. a lot of back and forth that was going on. Although the scene when she's in the car, and she's talking right. to Baldy. That that was confusing. Why was that confusing? Well, <laughs> okay, so she's in the car, but then the car is surrounded by barbed wire. But it's a really big circle of barbed wire. Yeah, it was just like a protective area. 
Probably. But did she, did Isabel mean for her to stay there the entire time? Oh, and yeah. She, I mean, she. That was like her little. Tie, she was tied up with climbing rope. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how she's able to cut the rope with barbed wire. That was bullshit. Because barbed wire is, I mean, it's it's cut on the little end of it. It yeah. would take a lot. And she was able to cut the rope. That was so fabric. Could, yeah, it was. It was not I, duct tape. Yeah, it would be a lot easier just to, like, break a piece of metal off in the car. Yeah. And cut and that rope. Off. Than it would be to get that guy to come over. And I'm sure, it was just weird. Because she's like, come here, come here. And then she's kicking him, and then kicking him, and then kicking him. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's like at a perfect spot, I guess, that she's able to grab it with her bare foot. It was very risky. But honestly, I think it was kind of like a a uh, setup to, oh, wouldn't it be painful to try and have you use your own bare foot to grab barbed wire? Because <laughs> that's all I was thinking about. I was like, ow, my foot. <laughs> I was thinking, damn, she's a badass. Oh, really? She just grabbed that with her foot, with okay. her toes. Exactly. That's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. But I wouldn't have ever thought to do that because that's that was pretty risky. Right. I would I would have thought to try and get a piece of metal from inside from that car. old car. Yeah, that seems like much easier. First thing I would have thought is is it, do they have um, ashtrays? Because <laughs> that car it was like a it was like an old Jeep uh, Wagoneer or something like that. I would have thought okay they have they got to have ashtrays in there. It's got an ashtray. It's got a lid. Rip the lid off. Or an Use old that. lighter. Old Remember lighter. when they had lighters in them? That's Push true. Lighters? It has to have a battery to do that, but yes. Does it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's been a very long time since I've seen those things. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so, this, I, I remember I had one in my Chevette, like, well, and I'd, you'd push it in and it would shoot in the, like, the back seat. <laughs> Threaten to burn your old car up while you're sitting in the front, buckled in. Not the most handy thing when lighting a cigarette to be like reaching in the back seat (laughs) on the highway. (laughs) I never smoked, so I don't know. (laughs) My (laughs) clown car of destruction. Well, I guess. Yeah, where do you go from there? (laughs) (laughs) Truly. I'm still just. Like the maps that the original guy had on him, right? Like, what does yeah, that she all was mean? Picking, yeah, she was picking maps out of other cars too. Um, yeah, she was, and she was like, "If this, if this tape gets loose and people see these maps and decipher what these maps are for, then it's at the detriment." Uh, because they're yeah, because that she actually videotaped the maps that that guy had on. Did they even say what his name was? I don't think they did. They. They did, but okay. I can't remember what it was. Um, so yeah, so there were maps, and there were even like they had the um, they had the overlays. Like, yes, but but the overlays had the logo on them. So mm-hmm. I mean, like, what is that? Does the logo have something to do with how they're even deciphering the map? Possibly. I mean, I'm just like I don't think it has anything to do with the nuclear power plant. I just think it's like a paramilitary military type of group. And but from what I understood, she was saying that they had been there from the very beginning. Like as all, like I almost believe that maybe they either had something to do with the entire breakout, or they had something to do with like a solution to the breakout. Okay, what was the very first clue that Isabel gave Al? It was like the first thing she actually told her. She said, "Okay, I'm going to share this with you." Mm Mm-hmm. But it wasn't very much that she shared. 
it was like everything I do is to better our situation. Wasn't mm-hmm. that something like that? Yeah. It's like everything we do is to try and help everyone. Mm-hmm. But what is that everything? I don't know. It's as, it's as mysterious <laughs> as um, what we're doing is the future and what you are is the past. So... So, I mean, to go along with what you're hypothesizing that these people, if they had it in their mind to make a future, they could have done something that upset the present. You know, by releasing something. Yeah, releasing something that created all the walkers. Right. So... It, it, I mean, it, if you're thinking that maybe it's a large organization that possibly created this whole crisis, yeah, it could be. Well, that's what I think. That's what I was getting ready to say is that, you know, we know Jadis had to differentiate between whether she had an A or a B. And the A's were the ones who had been bitten. Mm. The B's were not. But I would consider the A's not bitten. No, but the group holds more stake in the A group because they had been bitten. They're more important to whoever is in charge. Oh, because then they can test them? That's what I'm thinking. They're okay. they're testing them for something. So she said that Rick was an A, so that they would be sure to come and pick him up in the helicopter so, and take him off. Okay, and if you go back to the past, uh, I mean, again, we're going back into The Walking Dead because now it's like... It's almost completely overlapped because The yeah. Walking Dead's almost completely gone. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when they went to the CDC, they found out that everybody is infected. Right. So everybody's infected with something or it's just a, a natural gene that everybody has. And um, everybody dies. They either turn into a walker. But we haven't seen anybody not turn into a walker. Mm-hmm. So are they looking for people that don't aren't necessarily infected when they die, which means they can't be infected and like they don't turn into it? Yeah, they don't turn into walkers. Yeah, but that whole thing was a new thing. That whole the gene that says when you die, you become a walker. That's a new that thing. That was something that was introduced to the population. It had to have been introduced. It was not like a um a mu- mutation of the cells. Okay. But we've seen in like movies like 28 Days Later or others, mm-hmm. that there's certain people that are immune mm-hmm. to certain things, which makes sense. I mean, you're not out. Every illness is going to kill everybody. So you think they're trying to find the one person that's immune to it? Who knows? I don't know. But I mean, if, if, it's an, if there's an importance placed on people that are bitten, then why would they be important? If they're, if they're bitten in our world, they're dead. There's no use for them. If it's important to have someone that's bitten, then why? what's the importance? Maybe to test vaccines on. I don't know. Maybe because you're trying to find that that diamond Yeah. that, that is not going to turn. I don't know. But if that's the case, then every person is important because they can take blood from every person and look for that gene mutation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And if that person's already been bitten, you just have a greater possibility of looking for the differences. Yeah, I mean, you could always make people... Well, then again, then you're saying that A's are important. It really doesn't make any sense to me. You just proved yourself wrong. I appreciate that. No. (laughs) That's not at all what I just did. If you're not bitten, everybody could possibly be bitten, right? 
So you just like you could take just everybody and just like have them be bitten and then they are A's. No, but it doesn't matter if you're bitten or not. The fact that you're bitten means if you've get if you've <laughs> Kim's hackles are getting up right now. I, I am. can see it. No, if you if you've been bitten, you're just going to turn faster. Okay. Because you're infected now and with a virus and you get the fever and then you die. So you get a front of the line. You do. But if It's like speed pass. Fast pass. <laughs> fast pass at Six Flags. Okay. You're you're in the front. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. However, no matter what, you've got that gene or you've got that virus inside of you. And they can take blood and figure out, you know, if you have that mutation. Mm. That's all I'm saying. What is the point of this? <laughs> no. I would, no. <laughs> the whole point of the conversation was what's the importance of A's and B's? Right, right, right. Which was pretty much stemming from what the fuck is going on with these people and what are they doing? Are they experimenting on people? Are they, are, like, why are they the future and everybody else is the past? That is the point. Okay, so we're going into we're, we're episode, we're, so next week we're, is episode six. And do we have anything to do with these people at this episode? We'd probably not. Uh, probably not. And that, and so that's my question is, are we going to see these people again in fear or do we have to wait until the movies come out about Rick before we find out any definitive answers? Do you think they're actually going to just completely ignore this because Al's saying I'm going to not say anything about this? Well, see, that's the stupid part. That's the part where I'm like, really, guys? Because because I have a girlfriend who's part of them. I'm not going to say anything to anybody about it. She's not even a girlfriend. She's like a, a mutual well, acquaintance well, at she, this Yeah, point. she did say that when all gloves are off, when... Yeah, she's going to fight for her job. The sun comes up tomorrow. Yeah, we're we're back to business. Yeah. So she's got this love interest, but at this point, we're to believe that she's never going to see her again. Yeah. And she's not going to talk about her. Not going to talk about the mission or the organization that she's with. And we're to believe that that's never going to come up again. She's not to follow this story. Right. Do you believe that's going to happen? With with everything that's been built up about who Al is, no, it's it should not happen. It should not happen. It probably will. Well, she's got all these other people now to distract her, all these kids that have joined the group. And their mission right now is to get out of this nuclear zone. I know, but that's a pretty fucking big thing to not share with the people that are supposed to be trusting you. I agree. I mean, it's not like... I mean, she has secrets. That's what's all on her tapes. She has all these stories of other people that she's hiding. This one, I don't think, fits in the same category. Yeah. This is a, a huge organization that could possibly endanger them. Or if, save them. I mean, because uh, Isabel could go back and turn on them. And all of a sudden, That's a bunch true. of helicopters could show up. That's true. And kill them off. So I don't think it's something that would be safely hidden at all. Mm-hmm. So that's my... T- I mean, the woman almost killed her. And she said, don't follow this. I would think that if she goes back to her people, they would seriously question her because she l- lost somebody. Right? Mm-hmm. During that questioning, something could come about, come up about Al and her people. 
and they could come search, whatever. Mm-hmm. They could not believe her a little bit and then come search and see what the hell is going on and find them and kill them. Yeah. So I don't I don't think it's something that you could possibly hide. I think by the end of the season we're going to see them again. If we don't, it would be a bad move. And if we don't, I would not be that surprised because they've made a lot of bad moves <laughs> in this season. So there you go. I, I thought the episode was good. I did. I enjoyed it. Um, especially it was one of those episodes where it was like we're isolated from the rest of the group and it's just Al kind of fighting through stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was kind of weird when she, you know, Morgan and them showed up. And they're like, oh, Al, how's it going? But I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Especially compared to, I enjoyed last week's too. Even though really? there was a lot of cheesy stuff that was going on. Mm. I think I think the big cheesiest part of this week's was the whole rock climbing segment. Uh, yeah, that bothered me. That actually did bother me. That was ridiculous. Well, primarily because you don't climb like that. You don't <laughs> rock climb like that. I mean, someone has to be on belay. You don't just have like... Two separate moving points mm-hmm. on a wall. And no one is actually protecting the rope. Mm-hmm. Or the other person that's climbing. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, if if there aren't, like, perfectly spaced anchors everywhere, then at some point, someone's going to have, like, a 10 to 15 foot, like, lead on a rope that would make that much more leverage to rip an anchor out of the wall. I mean, it would be ridiculous. No Which is cli- what happened. Yes, nobody climbs like that. And for for Al and this other woman to actually act like they knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. and Al even like says, oh, you have ascenders, and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, yeah, she they didn't know what the hell they were talking about. And no. so it was, it was a little, it was portrayed ridiculous. And it seemed like the writers didn't even know what the hell, like how people even climbed a wall. Yeah. So. And when, uh... They were trying to get that when Al was trying to get that tool from the guy who had yes. died on the wall and just ended up stabbing him in the throat. That was even ridiculous to me because it was so unbelievable that she would be doing that. And then she had to hook onto his own line. Like, why not unhook him? Yeah. Could she not unhook him? And to trust that his anchor was better than what they had that entire time. Right, because they mean, don't know how long he's been there either. No, who knows? I mean, it could have been fallen. I mean, and and they're drilling, I mean, she's drilling holes in the wall, which is, that's fine. But, I mean, they had, they had plenty of, like, little cracks and crags to actually use anchors that, actually using, like, one of those hand hammers to drill a hole, like a hand drill like that, that takes a ton of energy out of somebody mm-hmm. as they're climbing up a wall. I mean, that's, and, and she's like, oh, yeah, just, like, pulled it out and, like, nailing another one in the wall. It's like, I mean, that's solid rock. You know what it reminded me of? <laughs> what? The Princess Bride. When... <laughs> oh, when he's just like climbing up and he's got three people attached to him? Yeah. When Andre the Giant <laughs> yeah. is climbing and he's doing it effortlessly and then Carrie Elway's character comes right behind him. He's not even moving his legs. He's just pulling on the rope with his arms yeah. and he's like ascending super fast. That was awesome. And then, but... <laughs> They're really not going through that much effort, and then they show them at the top of the wall, and they're laying there. Yeah. And then the whole tent scene was stupid. Why? Okay, so first of all, she finds the tent in the car. 
She automatically knows what it is, which I would have been like, what the fuck is this shit? I, I didn't find that to be that hard to believe. Okay, well, anyways, and then she gets in the tent. She pulls herself into the tent, and Al's oh. already in it. And then when they pan away from the tent, there's nothing there, not even a tree yeah. Yeah. or anything that would have allowed her to have a foothold to even get into the tent. That was a little silly, yeah. Um, it's just literally suspended in midair. Well, okay, part of it was that they were hinting that, I mean, she had hinted that, oh, these people were ready to climb the wall. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Al said, well, I think they were just trying to get the hell out of here. But they had a lot of climbing gear in the car. Right. So when she saw the tent, I guess she, again, it's wrapped up. It's all rolled up. I don't know how you would know it would be a, a tent for climbing. Mm-hmm. Like a, a tent for suspension. Suspended, yeah. Because um, you would need, it, those tents have like framing at the base so you can actually sit in it so mm-hmm. it doesn't collapse on you. Right. So um, how she got, when she got up in the tree and then got into it, I don't know how the fuck she climbed into it. Because she, yeah, she was like, like climbing into it. Like a tent, the base of a tent is not going to be that sturdy. Right. Made no sense to me. But there's nothing leading to it is mm-hmm. the more perplexing thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So what do you think about the relationship between the two of them? Um, I mean, do you think... I think it was I think it was more than them. they were uh, allowing it to be. Because they were like, okay, well, we got to go off and do our own things now. So it was so, like a one night fleeting moment. Well, not even one night. It was just like a one moment kiss. Yeah, but it was fleeting moment type thing. Yeah, but I think it was. I think it was deeper than that. But they they were like, yeah, I can't. You know, this gotta move back to our own groups now. Yeah. So who knows if it like turns into something else in the future? I would. I would. I would think it probably does. Well, the one thing that that stood out to me was when Al was like, or no. uh Isabel said, you know, I saw the most beautiful thing out here and that, and that was you. And then she gave her the kiss and I don't know if it was before or after, but I was like saying something about how like, don't, I feel like she said, don't make me regret this or something like that, where it made her feel like, you know, she finally had something to live for. It wasn't just about the story this time. I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was no. She did say something about that. She said, "Yeah, she did very much what you're saying." She said that uh, you made it uh, something more than about the story. Okay, yeah. So I think that even though we're under the assumption right now that she's not going to see her again, this is going to help Al see people for who they are instead of just what they could offer to her. Whether it's a person individually or a situation that's happening in front of her, unfolding in front of her. And I think it's going to make her a more dynamic character. And that is why I also think we're going to definitely see Isabel again. Because I don't think she's going to be able to let that relationship go. Well, well, she said that she she shared um, something she had never shared with anybody before. About her brother. about her brother? Mm -hmm. Okay. Video so, tape. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, she's she's opened up more than she's actually opened up to anybody, and yeah. it's to a person that she can't even trust. That's true. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, maybe it'll make her appreciate the relationships that she already has established with these the other people in her group. 
She seemed really happy to see Morgan and Alicia, and that's why she told her her last name, which mm-hmm. I would not even begin to the be able to Polish pronounce. names? Yeah. Yeah. And Alicia's like, is something wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I'm good. I just feel like I need to tell you what my last name is. Um, but I think that that's our indication that she is she's like back. She's back into the world of the living and not of the past. She's like in the present. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, like hear, because I'm picking up what you're putting down, Kim. Okay, great. Because <laughs> she keeps taping all these people telling their stories of how they got to yeah, where they are. Yeah, but she's always behind the lens. Right. And yeah. now she's a part of that story. Yep. Yes. Right on. We got this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we do got this, Kim. <laughs> and on that note, I think it might be time to take a break. For sure. <laughs> Right, we are back, and Kim, I think it's time for our hit and miss. What is your miss? Miss first? Okay. Scott's not here, so I'm just trying to mix it up. Why not? Okay. There was a scene that really bothered me. It was, I don't know if it was bad editing or just the way it was written, but it irritated me. Okay. And that is when Al and Isabel kill the walker on the helipad. So this is after they've climbed the wall. Mm, yeah, right, right, right. I think I know where you're going with this. And they're on the helicopter pad, and there's another climber. Mm-hmm. They kill him, and Al defeats Isabel somehow, grabs the gun, says she's keeping it. And then all of a sudden it switches... to where this it's a scene of them packing their bags and talking. Like, there's no animosity between them at all anymore. Yeah, no, Al is just in control. Yeah, there's no mention of the fact that Al has taken the gun. There's, like, like no problems. Could could I say the part that that bothered me on that scene was the fact that the walker was tied up with a rope (laughs) attached to something back Mm -hmm. there, yet he was the one that continued the climb. Somehow he died by himself up there. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and he's yet, attached to something. And yet his rope is tied to something, but then when he moves towards them, it, it frees him. Yes. And it's like, well, okay, how did he get stuck in the first place? And now he's all, all of a sudden free. Right. Like, what the fuck was he doing up there the entire time? Right. So inconsistencies abound. Yeah, that was a little ridiculous. So that carries over from last week, which really irritates me. Yeah. That's it. Well... I started out with a miss because my miss is boring. It was what we had just talked about right before I went to the break, which was the fact that the climbing thing just really bothered the shit out of me because people don't (laughs) climb like that. 
You have someone that stays stationary and watches the other climber as they climb. Uh-huh. And then as the other person ascends after them, they're pulling the rope for them. They're belaying the rope for them. It doesn't... It, that's not how you climb. And for people that are supposedly knowing what the hell they're doing, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you had two climbers. The, the other guy that died on the wall, they were... You don't... If you're going by yourself, Fine. It doesn't matter. But if you have someone that's there climbing with you, they are going to protect you with the rope and belay it. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep tension on the rope the entire time. At least some tension on the rope. I think they were, um, the writers were depending on the fact that... I think the writers didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. And I don't think the people that were shooting it knew what the hell they were talking about. And they were depending on the <laughs> idea that people who also don't know what they're talking about... I guess. Are, not, are watching. I guess. I don't... It, it just... You climber guys. No, it just seemed like uh, what was the, what the fuck was that one movie with uh, Sylvester Stallone in oh. it? and he had like the gun yeah. that would shoot like a piton into the yes. wall. Yes, it's like you don't. I mean, you can't shoot something into solid rock like that when you're hanging on a wall. <laughs> it would blow you off the fucking wall. What the hell was that movie? Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, I can see it. Jesus Christ! It's like it was dark like, something. No, it was like overhang or the like high like, climb or something. Overhang. That sounds right. It was, like no, that. it was it was something stupid like that. Anyways, anyways, yeah. Everybody, all the listeners will come back and be like, "God damn it, Stuart! Why didn't you know that?" <laughs> okay, so can I do my my hit? Yes, then? hit. All right, so I had a couple of Walker hits. Um, I liked when Al crushed the Walker's head in the car door. Of course, you did. Yeah. There were some good walkers in this one. That was That's a good true. one. And then the other one was the walker who was under the dirt who came up and got Al and bit mm. her. Um, I liked that one a lot just because it took Al, like it caught her off guard. Well, it took. I think it took the audience off guard. You yes. didn't think that that was going to happen at that point. Yeah. And that was like an exact opposite of her trusting her instincts where she didn't really want that jacket, but... Isabel insisted that she put it on, and thank God she did. Otherwise, she wouldn't be here right now. Well, it was one of the few times you saw Al um, screw up. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't. She's always kind of in control of everything, and that's what she said. Well, I don't stay in the car, and she was very cocky about everything that she does because she's—I shouldn't say cocky—confident about yeah. what she does because she doesn't get caught. And then she got caught off guard, and because of Isabel. Um making sure that she took that jacket, insisting on it, uh, it saved her life. Yeah. Because she would have been dead. All right, So my hit was when Al could not get a word out of Isabel, and she had that angry profile the entire time, and they were driving through right before the landslide stuff happened, and uh, Al decided to call her happy. That was her nickname for her because she would not tell her what her name was. That was a nice little moment. Yes, it was. I'm going to call you happy. I like that. That was my hit. That was cute. Okay, good hit. Okay, so we have lots of listener comments. Uh, We'll start off with Joe Johnson. He said, I never really feel the bottle episodes, and this one I figured out as soon as the CRM soldier's helmet got ripped off. I'm kind of cool on the romance side of FTEP. FTWD, John Dorian Dwight. It seems like there really isn't going to be a big bad this season. The climax will be Morgan's Avengers teaming up with the Lord of the Flies kids to take the denim warehouse away from Max Headroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Max Headroom's kind of like dropped off the face of the earth right now. 
Yeah, very well said, Joe. That's hilarious. Uh, Laura Lavarnway said, I really liked this episode. Thought they told a good story, but really would have liked a different ending, more in Al's favor. What wasn't in Al's favor, though? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, she got the kiss. She did get the kiss. What's wrong with that? Here we go at T. Watkins 817 said, I'm loving it. <laughs> All right. Do you love everything about this season or are, just this episode? Are you just eating McDonald's? <laughs> David Valentin at DB Orlando said, filler episode did nothing to move the story. Do you think it did nothing to move the story, Kim? Especially with... I, I actually had to think about that after David said that because dealing with... This new group. Do we really learn anything consequential about them? No. We learn maybe that they're more organized, which I, I, I assume they we already knew, right? We figured they have helicopters. Yeah, we, so, we that was inferred. And the fact that they're still existing into the future long enough to get Rick, because we know we're still in the past right now. Did we learn anything more because of Al? Al's backstory. Does that help with the story? That does not help me with the story. Her her brother. Yeah. The end of everything. That does not help me in any way because everybody has lost somebody. I know, but when you had like the um, the military fighting each other, no, did that help any to to answer anything towards the what happened in the backstory. That just that just lends more questions. Why were the militaries fighting against each other? Different groups. Yeah. Even a question of why you call it militaries. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, the different groups of military <laughs> factions. Military <whatever>. people. <laughs> the branches. Shit. Shut up. <laughs> Four beers. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. That's mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I um. I feel like the episode was. Maybe from the writer's standpoint, they feel like they gave you some more. But I don't think they actually did. I don't think they did either. I think they, they were feeling like, oh, we'll give you a snippet of here and there and this and that uh, from Al's backstory, from what happened at the very end, mm-hmm. what is going on with uh, this new group of people being the future versus you know everybody else being in the past. But I don't think they gave you any other information at all. I don't. I did not feel like the episode was a filler episode at all, though. Did you? So what's the difference? If they didn't give you any information and it didn't move the story forward, is that not the definition of a filler episode? I don't know what the definition of a filler episode is. Um, it was entertaining. Okay. Did it and gave us um, new aspects and. Uh, History about Al. But again, that doesn't factor in. We don't care. Well, it, to me, uh, with Al, it actually made it made her more important than I thought she was in the show. Okay. Because for the season, I felt like Al was a complete side story. Well, because she then, was kidnapped from the very beginning. Yeah, but I think this this felt like it gave her a little bit more depth. In importance in the story. Okay. 
Now, okay, when you're saying she was kidnapped in the beginning, okay, I'm I'm bleeding back into even last season. Okay. Because Al was really just like she was there to say, yeah, I have a tape about somebody. Oh, I met that guy somewhere. But she never really gave like a lot of information about who who she was. So like you said, maybe she's opening up now because of this episode. Yeah. So um it I don't think it gave us a ton. Uh, I don't. I think it moved a character or so forward, but I don't think it actually moved the the story forward that much because it can't. It's an isolated episode with one person. Agreed. So, but it gave us some insight about who some of these people are that are in the helicopters. They're normal people. Mm-hmm. They're not like crazy Negan people. No, but they just have a mission. No, but I think that is. I think that's insight. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> oh, I hate it when you say shit like that. Why? Because <laughs> it just like completely equalizes anything I said. Like, bruh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Cash Cooper at Cash Coop said it was meh. <laughs> the fake peril or character's face reared its ugly head again, this time on the mountainside. The sexual tension was unnecessary, as was the kiss. Why save the reveal about Al's brother when we first found out about her videotape last season? They should completely embrace the -the over-the-top, unrealistic, mindless action movie motif for this show. It'd be a lot easier to enjoy not having to think about all of the faux pas. I mean, just look at the season poster. Completely over-the-top. Yeah, I think those two comments are almost kind of unrelated, but whatever, Cash. You loved last episode, and this one, for some reason, you got uh, a me. No, for some reason, on this one, you're just not you're not digging it. I don't understand. It's all right. Uh, okay, Schrodinger's cat at In Paradox State said, "I'm shocked to report that I actually liked this episode. Wow, not much action and some bad lines of dialogue, as per usual." But it did what Fear TWD does little of since season four. Character development, almost no Morgan, oh joy. (laughs) Performances, good. New character, good. Romance with actual chemistry, great. I mean, yeah, that's the only good part that came out of this. But then that's also sad because she found somebody she could connect to and have a relationship with, and now she can't even talk about that person to anybody, and she supposedly is never going to see this person again? She's got someone on the inside. But she flew away. There's no way they're going to develop that. It would be so stupid to have something like this whole episode happen, and then they never make contact again. I mean, come on. I I agree with you. I mean, I know they're going to make contact again, but they're just leading us to believe that they're not. So hopefully next week is better. <laughs> You've been better than this one. All right, so we're going to just jump into some news because a lot of stuff has been happening in the Walking Dead world. And Stuart, I don't know if you know any of this. Uh, chances are I don't know any of it <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's been all over the internet. Tomorrow's 4th of July. I don't even know what we're doing. We'll discuss that later. <laughs> uh yeah, so the comic books. Big news on the comic book. The Walking Dead comic. The Walking Dead comic book. Robert Kirkman surprised everyone when the latest episode came out and was like, ta-da, we're done. It's over. He's done writing the comics? Yeah, that was it. Did episode they, 193. 
What? What do you mean? You mean he's like? It's done. Did like, they actually end it? Yeah. Even though he said it would go on forever and ever and ever, he ended it. So he. No, I mean, did he end the story? Was there yeah, an so end to the story? Apparently, he wrapped up everybody's storylines because I haven't read it, so I don't know. Okay. Cash might have, but he wrapped up everybody's storylines and with a nice little bow and was like done. Wash my hands of it. So he was just—he was tired of doing it. I have a feeling he kind of was. I mean, you can't make anything go forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, he—he he already had like side projects that he was working with on this. Yeah. I'm sure he's like under pressure to try and keep some sort of storyline going for a lot of this. And mm-hmm. but I want. Okay, I wonder how he did it. Like, how far behind are you compared to what he? Super far. Yeah. Okay. Super far. I stopped reading after the whispers were introduced. Okay. So I have a lot to catch up with. But I know there was a major... I'm not going to spoil it, but there was a major character death. Okay, well, uh, yeah, we don't even need to talk about, like, characters that died or whatever. What is um, the Walking Dead community saying about the fact that he ended everything? So every... I'm sure there's, like, a huge outcry... Well, there's, like, some people who are, like, thank God, finally, because this cannot (laughs) keep going on. And this should be the death knell for the TV show as well. And then there's other people who are, like, why did you end it? This was my favorite thing ever, and I'm never going to survive this. So, I am more of the group who's, like, finally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You ended it. So, hopefully, this means there's an ending to the show coming up. Because we're getting ready to go into season 10, and I love this show. Like, this, Walking Dead is one of my favorite shows, I'll take that back, it is my favorite show in the entire world. I have watched it from the very beginning, and I will continue to watch it to the end, no matter what happens on the show, or anything related to writing or directing or anything like that. However, I think that everything needs to come to an end, and there comes a point where you you ride it into the dirt, basically. Like you kill it, yeah, you destroy it. There's like Batman <laughs> having like Happy Days. Happy Days, yes. <laughs> Jump Mor- the shark. Yeah, like Mork and Mindy, and there needed to be a zombie shark. Charles in charge. Like, there just comes a time when you have too much going on. And having another spinoff that's coming out, plus the movies, I just think it's time, you guys. Well, I mean, what does that say to all this other stuff that they are creating that's spinning off? Like the Rick Grimes story stuff. And, I mean, is that all just like... I mean, I guess those are just going to have to be packaged events. Of like six episodes or twelve episodes or something like that, and then yeah. that's it. I mean, they're gonna have. I don't know how many movies they're gonna do, but it would be nice if we had just one movie that wrapped it all up, and just call it good. Yeah. I mean, that puts us out of a job, but <laughs> not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, we could do more stuff, but I mean, um, I just think that there's overkill. We've been doing this for ten years now. With Walking Dead. Yeah. Even Walker Stalker is starting to slow down. Like We they, have actually been doing this for four years. Four years. But yeah. even Walker Stalker, the Walking Dead conventions that started as a fan base 
um, are starting to dwindle and they are changing the whole scope of it so that they, instead of going to all kinds of cities all over the country, they're now focusing on just the Atlanta show because that's their their bread and butter. So. Yeah, and I think a lot of that was due to the management of all that. Well, there was definitely some mismanagement, apparently, of funds. but Which was another fellow podcast that started all that. True. The Walker Stalker podcast. But, you know, um, so things come and go. I, I think that it's kind of run its course. Mm-hmm. So I'm not upset about it. And now I just want to catch up on everything that I haven't read yet. <laughs> well, it's it's good that you're okay with that, Kim. Because I think a lot of people would be really upset if you weren't. Thanks. Thanks. Did you have anything other for news? No, that's it. That's it? Really? That's it. Okay. So next week on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 5, Episode 6, The Little Prince. Really? Mm. Again? With The Little Prince? I thought we already got rid of that. Yep. So uh, I guess that means they're going to have something to do with the new airplane. But facing impossible odds, uh, Luciana and the group work together to tackle an impossible task while Morgan helps prevent disaster. Elsewhere, an old friend presents Sarah, Charlie, and Strand with a solution. That would have to be Daniel Salas. Gotta be. Yep. And it has to be fixing the plane. Yes. So he's back. So Daniel Salazar is the little prince. Yes. He's not very tall. No, he's not. Okay. (laughs) So we hope that all of you have a very good, fun, and safe 4th of July. And stay tuned for next week's episode of the Fear Me Podcast. If you want to write to us, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Fear Me Podcast, and you can write to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. Thanks for listening. Good night. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.